This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that? Yeah. Uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that. And mm-hmm. for hook, like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, for spear, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. All bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself and... You feel shame, you know, mm-hmm. and then you get free. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast, recorded live at the spacious lineupmedia.fm studios in Edwardsville, Illinois. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref, you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. We are back to talk blues hockey here on the Drop Podcast. And just like Leanne said, I am your host, Lance Descott. If I were to tell you the Anaheim Ducks are coming into town, you would think this would be a very tough game for the Blues because the Blues and Ducks don't really like each other. I don't think there's as much hatred there as there is for the Kings or the Blackhawks. But these teams, there's no love lost, to be honest. But... They're missing a lot of their team. Unlike the Blues, when the Blues had injuries, they had people step in. The Ducks recently this month, before the Blues game, I believe it only won four or five games. A lot of those games, they were in them, but didn't win them. The four or five games they did win in November, they looked pretty good, actually. But let's get back to their injuries. So the Ducks come in. They are missing Getzlov, Kessler, Patrick Eves, and many, many more players. Now, also, if I were to tell you that their top two centers now with those players missing are Chris Wagner and Derek Grant, you would say, there's no way the Blues can lose this game. And I'm not trying to diss Chris Wagner and and, and Derek Grant. These guys are doing the best that they can with what they have. Even one of their scorers, uh, Corey Perry, which I know the Blues fans and Every other fan in the NHL hates him, but you got to be honest, guys. If he was on your team, you'd love him to death. So he's having to be more of a passer to get things going in the offense than he's, you know, he's not scoring as much. Still playing a lot of minutes. He played 20 minutes last night against the Blues. Wagner, 22 minutes ice time. This is a guy that's played, I think, somewhere between 111 and 120 games. I think it's 111 games in the NHL. He's at 22 minutes ice time. Grant had 14 minutes. It's a little under 15 minutes ice time. So with all that being said, you would think, man, this is going to be an easy task for the Blues. I'm sure that the Ducks are going to put up a fight, and but the Blues in the long run will come out in the end. It'll probably be a 5-2, to 6-1, to 5-3 type game. And, you know, the Blues might give up some late goals like they have against Edmonton and a few other teams this year, but I'm sure they're going to get the win. They're at home. Well, if you thought that, you were wrong. That did not happen. The Blues did not have their best effort last night, and they ran into a Josh Gibson, who in my mind is a very good goalie. Just the Ducks have been allowing a lot of shots, 49, 50, 52 shots a game, and they've not been scoring a lot. They've allowed the most goals per game in the NHL, but 
Gibson was on last night, and he stopped Jaden Schwartz. I'd say some of the best scoring opportunities that the Blues had last night. Stopped Jaden Schwartz cold, one on a breakaway. Another one uh, just couldn't get it past a Gibson, but great efforts by Schwartz. But like I said, Gibson was up to the task. A collision between Silverberg and Shen. Silverberg loses his stick, goes to the bench here. Schwartz turned away by Gibson. This far more resembles the team we saw in Los Angeles on Saturday afternoon than the Look one out. we saw in Chicago. Bad change. Breakaway for Schwartz. Got two shots away and Gibson kicks them both aside. The Blues would test Gibson often in this game. They just could not crack him early and the Ducks were able to take opportunities they had and either get goals off of rebounds or goals off of some great passing. And it didn't help that the Blues kept getting penalties and putting the Ducks on the power play. This first goal, though, by the Ducks was not on the power play, but it was just four minutes and 17 seconds into the first. Antoine Vermette gets his first goal of the night in his fourth of the year to make this a one to nothing early lead for the Ducks. And to the front goes Watt trying to screen there as Watman stepped up and got it through. And now the Ducks do score. It's a great shift. Vermette. Pass into the middle from Votnin that sprung Kevin Waugh up the middle of the ice. And from that point on, Anaheim was on the attack. Waugh gets it off. The Ducks kick it back to the point and get a shot from Sammy Votnin that almost beat the goaltender. And then another point shot gets through cleanly. There's the rebound. And it's off the chest and into the back of the net. And they might look at this, John. It goes off of Antoine Vermette. Does he pop it in with his glove or does it hit him? in the chest is it intentional is it inadvertent in my mind that would be a tough call for a ref to make regardless of which team you're a fan of because if you're honest and you look at one angle there were several different angles that they showed vermet looked like he moved his hand up a little bit to guide the puck into the goal two other angles you couldn't tell you could not tell and due to the fact it was ruled a goal on the ice there must be conclusive evidence shown and there really wasn't anything super conclusive i know blues fans you're probably out there very upset but like i said one of the views kind of looked like he tipped his glove it was just one of those things where the angle wasn't there to really be conclusive about it so the ducks go up one to nothing early in the first four minutes 17 seconds in antoine vermette gets the goal his fourth of the year wah gets his assist first of the year and Boschman adds his third assist of the year. Rest of the first period, I would say the Ducks really outplayed the Blues. The Blues outshot the Ducks, not by a lot, 12 to 10. But uh, the Ducks overall were stopping the Blues in the neutral zone. They were shooting sometimes far away from Gibson. And they weren't able to get anything past him in the first period. So we go to the second period, hoping the Blues can maybe make some adjustments like they did the other night where they had a much better second and third period against the Predators, I thought. Uh, of course, they lost that game also two to nothing. But of course, we would not get to see them full strength due to the penalty that occurred at the end of the first period. The Ducks took an opportunity. The Blues penalty kill was not good at all last night. But it doesn't help your penalty kill when you can't stop the opposition from getting crisp, perfect passes or when your goalie gives up juicy rebounds that teams are just not going to miss on. To the point again, Botman quickly whips it over. Fowler fakes, moves in, great pass across, and Kevin Waugh with the finish. What a nice pass from Cam Fowler. Good effort 
by Jacob Silverberg along the board. Sean had to take a hit in order to keep a puck alive. And Silverberg's able to get it back to the point. But they kick it back to the blue line. Quick pass across from Votnin to Fowler. And then a heads up pass. Cam Fowler spots Joel Edmondson turning his stick blade over towards the top of the goal crease. And when he does that, it opens up a passing lane for Kevin Waugh. Sauces it over on the backhand. Lindholm gives it now to Kevin Bietza. His shot tipped on the way. Rebound score for Matt. Anaheim leads in St. Louis three to nothing. And it's Vermette again, second of the game for Antoine Vermette. Simple plays, big fat rebound that time off the right leg pad of Jake Allen. Cross ice pass, Lindholm to BX, a good low shot, and that was redirected, I believe, in front as well. Yeah, Perry tipped it on the way. I think it's Wagner that's in front. He gets a touch on that puck. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then it goes right onto the stick blade of Antoine Vermette, who cashes it in. This is a big example of why you cannot let teams do this to you. The Blues give up the power play goals in the second period. One on a great pass from Fowler to Waugh, and another on a juicy rebound that Vermette got. You can't do that. Jake has not been great sometimes with rebounds this year. And I know people love to blame Jake Allen for everything. I'm not going to do that. I'll blame that goal on him. But the other goal, Edmondson not only turned his stick over to where Fowler could pass that to Wall, he was heading towards the other side of the net where Wall was left wide open. So that goal's not on Jake Allen. That goal's on Edmondson and his positioning. So the Blues now are down three to nothing can they come back yeah you can always come back in a game even if you're down three to nothing I thought after that they played a little bit better they just couldn't seem to get a lot going against Gibson and a lot of great opportunities it was just crazy uh that goal by Waugh was uh, his second of the season Silverberg got his sixth assist Fowler gets his fourth assist 33 seconds in power play goal two to nothing Anaheim then that goal by Vermette Fifth goal of the year, Wagner gets an assist, his ninth. Bieksa gets his third assist, three minutes, one second in. Another power play goal, three to nothing. Where do the Blues go from here? Well, I thought they had some opportunities, but they just weren't great. They just were not excellent opportunities. And I thought Anaheim outplayed them again in the second period, even though the Blues would outshoot Anaheim in this period. Anaheim outplayed them. Simple as that. The Blues outshot him 16 to 13. So going into the third, which Blues team is going to show up? Is it going to be the Blues team that started the game? Is it going to be the Blues team that maybe looked a little bit better in the second period but didn't look great? Or is this team going to come back and say, hey, we can't let a team come into our building and, and beat us? Well, for the first 16 minutes, I would say that Anaheim outplayed them again. Some people may disagree with me, but when you're not allowing a team to score, your goalie's playing well, you, you know, you're allowing some opportunities, you're outplaying the other team. So we go into the end of the third period. A few minutes left. The Blues finally, finally get some offense going. And it's Kyle Brodziak, somebody you wouldn't think would be the one to get the Blues on the board. But with 16 minutes and 12 seconds in, Kyle Brodziak gets his fourth goal of the year to make this a little more respectable at 3-1. to one. And now the exit checked by Upshaw. Back for Edmondson, a drive, and they score! Brodziak gets the rebound and slides it under Gibson. Give the Blues credit for staying with the program right here, not getting away from it. They've they've had a good attitude on the bench. They've gone towards it as Randy Carlisle is looking down below at the monitor. And you can see the shot from 
the point by Edmondson, the rebound, and just a swat right at it. And uh, there's no question about this being a good goal right here. What a play by Brodzik. Just gets enough on it and underneath this pad. This goaltender's been so good with his pads and his legs and his five-hole all. Brodziak works hard, and it did trickle in, but hey, a goal's a goal. The Blues are somewhat back in it. Gets his fourth goal. Yashkin, fifth assist. Edmondson, third assist. 16 minutes, 12 seconds in. Third period, 3-1 to one now. I thought the Blues started coming to life a little bit. Actually, a little bit before this, they had some opportunities. So Brodziak makes it 3-1. to one. He would continue to work hard. That fourth line's been big for the Blues this year. And they would come through again, and it would be the same guy again. Kyle Brodziak, beautiful, beautiful goal this time. This one couldn't have been considered luck even by anybody. Just a great shot past Gibson. Lewis scored the Blues goal. Tipped at the line now to Brodziak around Bieksa to the net. He scores! Brodziak! His second with 16 seconds left. Well, that is something. Brodziak with his fifth goal of the year. Cuts back in on the backhand, takes it with speed. Good read by the coaching staff. Getting them on the ice there. He's, he made it 3-1. to one. Now he makes it 3-2. to two. Well, Brodziak does his best, and I thought overall he had a pretty decent game, not just the goals. I thought he played pretty well in that game, was a big part of the game. Gets his second goal, his fifth of the season, Sabotka. Gets his ninth assist, Pareko, who's been playing pretty well lately in the last probably four or five games, uh, much better than he had before. Gets his 11th assist, 19 minutes, 43 seconds in. It's 3-2, to two, and that's as close as the Blues would get. There'd be a face-off. Uh, to the glove side of Gibson, but Anaheim would get the puck behind the goal and be able to clear it down, and the Blues lose this one 3-2. to two. Let's go ahead and go over the final stats. The Ducks improved to 11-10-4. The Blues fall to 17-7-1. Shots on goal. Ducks 30. Blues 39. Power play very effective for the Ducks. Two for six. I'm sure that Randy Carlisle is very happy about that, and I'm sure that Mike uh, Yo is not happy about that. Blues were 0 for 4 on their power play. They've got to get better on it. Got to be more consistent. It's been up and down this year. Faceoffs very even, 51% for the Ducks, 49% for the Blues. Vermette was the star of the game with Gibson, uh, with the Ducks. Two goals for Vermette, his fourth and fifth. Waugh got that great pass, power play goal, uh, his second of the year. Gets an assist. Fowler gets an assist. Bieksa gets an assist. And Gibson makes 37 out of 39 saves. Brodziak gets two goals for the Blues. His fourth and fifth of the season. Tried to just will the Blues back in it late in the third. But a little too little. A little too late. Yashkin gets an assist. Sabotka gets an assist. Jake Allen makes 27 out of 30 saves. Let's go ahead and go to the post-game interviews where you can tell Petrangelo and Coach Mike are very, very disappointed, and I don't blame him. I think a lot of Blues fans, and I think all the players were disappointed. Period, we started pressing a little bit in the end of the second, but three goals and third period is not easy to come by, especially uh, good goaltending over there. What do you think it was? Uh, we just didn't get to our game early. We weren't sharp. Uh, tried to do too much. I think with the puck, we kind of played into their game. Special teams wise, power play and PK, you just didn't have. Yeah, we had some looks in the power play. We just we couldn't score, and after we gave up that second one, the penalty kill, we had a you know, another two or three, and I thought we were real good. So uh, those are something to build off, but still can't be giving up two goals a game. How much does it define your game over the course of three periods when it's not there? I mean, the one-two is there, but 
and it's just not clicking. I mean, Alex said it was kind of slow for everything. How difficult to find your game throughout the course? Yeah, we want to play that up-tempo. I think we talked about intermission, playing that up-tempo, you know, everybody going. Uh, I think once everybody, you know, starts skating a little bit more, simplify the puck movement, you know, play outside our end, it seemed like we turned the time. Goaltender made some saves. I mean, do you still feel like you guys made it difficult on them enough? Or yeah, no? we have 40 shots, I think, right? Um, you know, 40 shots, I and mean, we scored two at the end, but we got to find a way to get some of those earlier on. So, no, well, it's something to talk about. I mean, we've we obviously the goal is to play good every game. We just got to find a way to start better. Uh, maybe maybe we were looking at what they were missing. I don't know. Um, you know, obviously we talked about it. We tried to address it. We we knew after their last outing that they were going to come out hard and check hard, um, but uh, but we didn't match their desperation. Mike, you can live with special team or power play at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, if you're minus two, you're minus two in the special teams. It's gonna it's gonna cost you. So um, we made some progress last game. Uh, but we we gotta we gotta stop the bleeding with our penalty kill here. That's uh, you know it's, it's just and every game is a different game. Like you know every 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 game uh, the goals are going in a different way. You look at the Minnesota game, you know you kill a minute and forty five and then you just don't bear down at the end of the power play and then uh, they score a couple off the rush. Tonight they're just a couple broken plays where they have a chance to to clear or it's just um, you know it's just not bearing down in those situations and it's just not enough. Uh, um, you know, whether it's focus, whether it's desperation, we don't have enough of it right now. And uh, and until that happens, then we gotta we gotta you know obviously we're gonna be chasing. Well, we'll we'll address it. We'll we'll get on it and obviously look at video. But for me, it's an attitude. And uh, and you know what, we're gonna give up some goals. And uh, you know when obviously they've got a man advantage for a reason. And 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 they're. You know they're they're going to score some goals, but if they're going to score, I want to make sure that we're going down swinging. And too many times, I think we make it easy on them. Well, I think a couple of times we're caught out of position. Whether uh, you know whether it's lack of aggression there, or I think those are just uh, not great reads. Again, I think both times we had opportunities to clear the puck and we didn't. Um, and then uh, for me, they're broken plays. They're not situations where they're in um, an in zone setup. It's not uh, it's not a designed play. It's just a. Um, the ability to read in a situation and and uh, and and recover from a situation. I don't think we did that well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I thought uh, the first two periods were. Uh, you know, I don't think we were going to look at that and say that that's that's who he is. But I thought his third period was much better. Um, something to build off of. I said it's going to take some time, and it is going to take some time for him. Uh, but you know what we're looking for is that he he gets better every shift and he gets better every game. And uh, and I thought that he got better as the game went on tonight. Well, Brodzy, Brodzy was playing hard. He was playing. He was playing with some purpose in his game. He, he was one of the guys that you know. The way that they were checking, the way that they had numbers back, uh, we were going to have to check pucks back, and we were going to have to try to get uh, get goals by going on the net. And he looked like he had some of that, to, some of that in him. Right. Yeah. No. They. They. Uh, that was a down night for them. Um, but. Uh, but I know that they'll bounce back. Uh, you know what? That's a. Uh, 
they obviously were checked hard tonight. That was a, there was a real strong focus on them, um, you know, whether it was matchup wise or whether it was just the way that they played against them. And, uh, and you know, I, I think that some of it for sure is on them. They'll, they'll be the first to admit that. We'll look at some clips, but some of it, um, we needed some, be some better execution in some certain areas. I didn't think that uh, as a group uh, we executed well enough coming up through the neutral zone. I thought we were too slow, allowed them to get numbers on top of us, and then obviously that, uh, that means that you've got one chance, and that's basically to chip it in and go get it. You've talked or brought up the last couple of weeks about how resilient and how this team rebounds. Yeah. That's uh, when you have a game like tonight, and you've had a couple others like this. When you say you're going to address something with the team, is yeah, it, for, is it for kind me, of a matter of fact, it or well, I, I, for me, what right now is that we've we're not consistently hard enough to play against at home, and uh, and you know it seems like we do it for a game and then we kind of back off for a game. Whether it's we just uh, come to the rink with the assumption that that the result's going to go our way, um, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, you know, we earned the position that we're in. We've you know we're in a good spot, uh, but uh, but we have to remember that we earned it. And and to, to keep the position that we're in, um, or or to better it, we're going to have to earn that too. And uh, and right now, you know, we're 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 just we're a little bit too inconsistent, and we'll have to fix that. So the Blues' inconsistency really hurts them when when they don't play their game, and they kind of let the other team dictate. It normally doesn't end up to be good results. Yeah, they came back and scored two goals. Brodziak worked hard, and man, I gave him credit. I thought Brodziak played a very good game. Fourth line, yeah, but he played a very good game. And the Blues lost to a team with a ton of injuries. They just didn't show up. The Ducks didn't make excuses. The Ducks had most of their major lineup probably out of the lineup. I mean, when you lose guys like Eves and Getzloff and Kessler, you're going to have a tough time winning. But they looked very good last night. The Blues didn't look like one of the best teams in the league last night. And they have it in a few of these games uh, recently. I, I think they need to make the adjustments to where they get back to their game. They move the puck. Quick passing will stop these teams from stopping you in the neutral zone. Being in the right position and getting those quick passes will, will, will stop this. They won't start going against you so quickly. They'll start backing up, which is if they start backing up, it's going to allow the defense to also come in. When teams stop you in the neutral zone, the defense has to stay back. They, they have to just in case there's a two-on-three break, a two-on-one break, and even a one-on-o break, they have to stay back. So the Blues need to continue to improve, be more consistent recently like they were at the beginning of the year. Let's get back to simplicity. Let's get the power play going. Let's make that penalty kill a little bit better. And Jake, let's stop the rebounds like you've been letting in lately. I know you're a good goalie, and those Blues fans that say you're not, there's something wrong there. You're all entitled to your opinion. But in all honesty, Jake Allen is a top 10 goalie in my mind. He just is. When your team makes mistakes in front of you a lot of times, you can't be responsible for that. And in some of these losses the Blues have had this year, the seven losses, I would say probably four of those games that they lost with, the, with Jake Allen and goal are not his fault. They're just not. You can't give up breakaways. You can't give up three-on-twos. You can't leave guys open on the side of the net for passes. And you can't allow guys to stand in front of the net and block your goaltender. You just can't do it. Let's hope the Blues can improve on that. Let's get back to the Ducks for a minute. I had a pregame podcast with uh, Mike Walters of the Ducks and Pucks podcast. And their Twitter is at Ducks 
with that letter N in the middle and then pucks. Very good podcast. These guys, very, very nice. Mike's a great guy. We kind of teased each other a little bit and actually made a bet with him to where I have to actually send him something now from St. Louis. And I'm sure he was shocked. In fact, he told me he was shocked that the Ducks beat the Blues. In our podcast, he had mentioned that he thought this was going to be a tough game for the Ducks, but it didn't happen. But these guys are great. And what's funny is, what's very funny, during the podcast, he mentions that he thinks that Vatanen was going to get traded. He just wasn't playing well. He knew there were teams interested in him. And the Ducks were probably interested in in trading him. Well, guess what? He was right. Just after the game, after logging, I guess around 21 minutes, Vatanen, the 26-year-old defenseman, gets traded along with a conditional draft pick to the uh, New Jersey Devils for Adam Henrik, who's a 23-year-old, and center Joseph Blandesey, and they get a 2018 third-round pick. Uh, Vatanen just signed a contract uh, after his entry-level deal, four point, a little under 4.9, I believe, uh, in the salary cap. He's had four points this year so far in 15 games. He did have an injury earlier in the year and mo- missed uh, almost all of October. Uh, last season, he had 24 points. Two seasons ago, he almost had 40 points. So that's why they took the risk with him and signed him to that big contract. But it didn't come through for the Ducks, and they wanted to maybe shake the team up a little bit, even after a big win against a team that's been one of the better teams, the top two or three teams in the league. Kudos to you guys. I'm glad you were able to get that done. And I think I'm going to tell Mike Walters from the Ducks and Pucks podcast that maybe he needs to start picking my lottery numbers or maybe he can tell me who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year because you know he was dead on with that one. And you got to give the guy credit. So uh, anyway, thanks a lot, Mike, for going on with me on that pregame podcast. Guys, please check it out. It's available on our website, droppodcast.com, along with every single podcast we've done now. Uh, guys, if you've missed a Blues game the last couple of years, you want to hear the live highlights, you want to get commentary, just please go to droppodcast.com and you'll find it there. There'll be links to Stitcher, iTunes, everything you need to know. Enough about that game. The Blues have some tough things coming up. The Kings come into town uh, tomorrow night. That's going to be a very tough game, and they're going to have to play better against the Kings. The Blues play this way against the Kings, and the Kings are on at night, and um, Jonathan Quick is on. This is going to be very, very hard for them to win. If they play their game, like I say every podcast, the Blues can beat anybody, and I mean anybody, and they can beat them handily if they play their game. So let's hope they can recoup tomorrow night. I'm sure Coach Mike, the practice today was not fun, which, you know, it's normally not fun when you don't play well and you don't produce and your coach thinks maybe you weren't listening. You're going to get it the next day, and the Blues probably did. So, guys, let's regroup tomorrow night, get back to our game, cut down on this on the senseless penalties, start playing a better penalty kill when you do have a penalty, and let's get that power play going. Let's really get it going. You're going to have to get it going sometime in the year, and right now is the perfect time. You're ending your home stand and going on the road. So let's get that going, guys. Thanks again for joining me. I've been your host, Lance Descott. Until next time, stay safe. All together now, everyone. Let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. 
For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.